It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Welcome to Rico Bronia, where we bring in the Yankee fans. If you're a Yankee fan, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. We will not insult you. Today, you're a part of the family. Because one tradition that we had at WFN for many years is for a bet to take place between the New York Mets and the New York Yankees. And our producer, Ambeningo and Roberts, the great Ernie Acosta, is a big Yankee fan who hates the Mets. We, every single year, would make Mets versus Yankees bets. It's a game you can play at home, too, if you like some of the ideas that you hear today. So we're bringing it back. It's Mets versus Yankee bets for, like, the fifth time ever. Ernie, are you ready, sir? I'm ready to go. As a Yankee fan who hates the Mets, by the way, I should tell other Yankees fans who hate the Mets, that the Rico Bronia podcast is fantastic because there's a lot of times Evan is in agony over the team. And I've fallen asleep many nights to hearing Evan complain about the Mets. So I would say this is a podcast for the Yankee fan also. Yeah, absolutely. After losses, you can definitely uh, enjoy the tears that come out of my eyes. Absolutely. And, Thank you for that endorsement. And also, by the way, real quick, for full transparency, uh, let's let the audience know that Evan reached out to me to do this like an hour after Carlos Verdon went down with a major injury. So you, sir, are not acting in good faith. This whole thing is a sham. <laughs> is that true? Is that really what I reached it out to? It was like right 30 minutes later. I, I see the guy's got a forearm injury and 30 minutes later, you're like, hey, Yankees, Mets, bets. I was like, sure. I, now that my second ace is down. <laughs> That, that definitely sparked an idea. You're right. Like, I, I think I saw Radon down. I was like, you know what I should do? We should bet. Who's going to throw more innings this year? Right. Max Scherzer or Carlos Radon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's definitely so, a lot of Radon ideas. If Noah Syndergaard was still around, that'd be an easy bet. Noah Syndergaard versus Carlos Radon. Who's going to throw more innings? Yeah. Well, part of my issue this year with the Yankees is that there's so many players on the team. I'm just absolutely not touching for any bets. So yeah. I've narrowed it down to like seven or eight guys. That I'll yeah, touch. I was thinking. I was thinking about it because sometimes there are there are obvious bets. There are guys who are on a similar plane, and you say, okay, let's put them up against each other. A couple of years ago would have been Jacob DeGrom versus Garrett Cole. Like, who's going to have the better fantasy or what have you? The one that I think I would accept right off the top, and it's easy and it's straightforward, and I would be the underdog in it, but I actually feel comfortable straight up doing a Pete Alonso versus Aaron Judge home run bet. Okay. I think the, the reason I feel good about it is that Alonzo, and I knock on wood when I say this, has shown an ability to stay healthy. Like, he has gone out every single year, 2019, even the short year of 2020, 2021, 2022, and he will play 150 games every single season. And he's a great power hitter. So while I wouldn't tell you he's going to hit 60 home runs or even 50 home runs, I feel really good that I'm not going to get a year in which he only hits 15 because he misses a big chunk of the year. While Aaron Judge, as great as he was last year, I take nothing away from it, has had a history of missing a lot of time. So even though your reward is higher because Judge just came off a year in which he hit over 60, I actually feel pretty good making that bet. Would you have extreme confidence in a Judge versus Alonzo bet, or do you see kind of my reasons for feeling pretty good on my end? Oh, well, I think it's a toss-up bet. I mean, both of these guys are capable of hitting 50 home runs, obviously. Um, I think either one way or another, I came into this assuming we were going to do some sort of Alonzo versus Judge bet. Home runs make sense. You know, obviously Judge with the historic year last year, so he's going to have a big drop-off from that. 
But, I mean, would I be surprised if Alonzo hit 55, 56, 57 home runs this year? I would not. So, yeah, I mean, I'd be very – I'd say that's a toss-up bet. 50-50 could go either way, and that's the kind of bets we want. The, the thing about Judge is he, in 2021, he was relatively healthy. Like, he missed a little bit of time, but pretty much played the entire year. He had 39 home runs. And I'm not saying he's going to go down to 39, but if I had to guess right now, I would say if Aaron Judge is healthy, he's in the mid to high 40s. That's because I think hitting 60 or even hitting 55 again, it's just, it's difficult. Like guys don't do it every single year unless we're in the steroid era. So even a healthy Aaron Judge, I think him and Alonzo are very, very close. They're kind of in that low 40s, mid 40s kind of range. And the odds are still, I think, in my favor that Judge is going to miss time. You know, he missed half the year in 2020, and he would have missed a big chunk of that season if not for the pandemic. Remember, he got hurt, and we didn't find out till much later, but he was going to miss like three, four months of that year. He missed 60 games in 2019. He missed 50 games in 2018. So he, I know the last two years he's been healthy, but he still has a track record where I would, I'd be worried that he's going to go out and play 140 games. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. I, some of these are a little bit fluky also. If Judge misses any significant amount of time, the Yankees are in major trouble, by the way. I mean, yeah. I think the Mets could deal with an Alonzo injury a lot easier than the Yankees could with a Judge injury. The Yankees are completely dependent on Aaron Judge this year. My reasonable expectations for him are upper 30s, you know, touching 40 home runs this year. But obviously we know both these guys, again, could go 45-50. I'm not that worried about the injuries. I mean, again, I said some of them are flukes, and I think that's, you know, I, I can't really worry about that considering the last two years he's been mostly healthy. So, yeah, I'm fine with a home run bet of Alonzo versus Judge. And, you know, I think you probably should feel very excited about this one because it feels like Alonzo's due for a monster year, whereas, like we said, Judge is going to come back a little bit. So, yeah, we could put that one down. All right, that's a fair one. I'll give you one I read on Twitter, mm-hmm. and then you give me one of your ideas. One I okay. read on Twitter from Priest Candy, which is a very interesting Twitter name, was simply who has more at-bats, right? The combination of Anthony Volpe and Oswald Peraza versus the combo of Brett Beatty and Mark Vientos. Would you feel confident in that one? <laughs> I definitely want a Volpe bet of some sort. I was thinking more in the stolen base category for Volpe because I think once he comes up, he's going to be doing everything he can to steal bags this year. The question is who on your side you would be able to put up against Anthony Volpe for stolen Nobody. bases. Nobody. If this was, That's the problem. Yeah, if this was three years ago, I'd say Starling Marte, but or considering Lindor. his age. Yeah, Lindor, too, I, I don't think either guy is going to steal as many bases. I think Volpe would win that bet, assuming he gets a chance to play, which is kind of that wild card in this whole thing. Like, is yeah. he going to be – the opening day shortstop. I think that Volpe and Beatty are very similar in terms of will they play right away? Both have had big camps. Both have earned that right. While Peraza's on the team, but I don't know if he's going to play every single day as much of a prospect as he is because there's kind of a numbers crunch on the Yankee end of things. Vientos and Beatty are both not making the team. So I would have a disadvantage in that because I think with the Mets for now, it's either Beatty or Vientos on the Yankees case, I think there's a chance both guys are on the major league roster come opening day. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. Good guy. I got to find something to bet for Volpe though. Cause he's the, obviously the one I'm most excited about this year. Um, and at bats, I just, 
I don't know. Do bad bats excite you? I feel like we have to have something a little more meat on it. You know what excites you? Anthony Volpe getting at bats because he's on the major league roster. Yeah, I, well, but that, wouldn't that both, excite every both, Yankee fan? Well, that's there. both of us, really. I mean, if your guys are getting at bats, it means they're pr- being productive, also. Hmm. I don't know what. Volpe, Let's think about this one. The, the problem with a Volpe bet is it's got to be. It would almost have to be Beatty because it's got to be somebody who's not guaranteed that chance to right. play right out the gate. Beatty's similar because they're both huge. Pro- like Volpe's the the top shortstop prospect in baseball. Beatty's the top third base prospect in baseball. Mm-hmm. So we could go Vol- Volpe versus Beatty in hits. Volpe versus Beatty in Yahoo fantasy ranking. No, we're not doing that. Not with our league. <laughs> yeah, our league's a little crazy. We could Actually, do total bases. You'd have an edge in that for all those stolen bases, don't you? Right, think? exactly. Well, he hits one triple and he wins the bat <laughs> based on our league. We could right. do total bases. Total bases, Volpe versus Beatty. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Few saying these names quickly. Volpe versus Beatty. Beatty versus Volpe. Uh, all right, we'll put that in the maybe column. Let's do it on the maybe column. Brett Beatty maybe combo. Let me ask you, how many bases do you think Marte and Lindor would steal combined? Ah, is it enough that it would make you think about a Volpe versus both of them? Really, Volpe versus both of them. So stolen bases are going to be up this year. I think we, we both pretty much expect that based on these new rules. Yeah. A year ago, Francisco Lindor stole 16 bases. Starling Marte stole 18 bases. Right. Lindor was healthy the entire season. Marte missed a chunk of time. But Marte is coming off this injury in which he's going to play. He's going to not play every single day. He's going to play. I think he's going to run less. But stolen bases are going to be up. So I think their numbers in stolen bases may be somewhat similar from last year only because you have the age in Marte and the health, but then you also have more stolen bases in general in baseball. So I would say they're going to steal a combined 40 bases this season. Really? That's more than I thought you would say. I thought we were going to say around 30. Well, think about it. They stole 34 bases last year. Right, but I also, like you said, I expect Marte to steal less because he's going to be 34 now. Well, I think think we'll be healthy. He's going to steal less. But guys in general are going to steal more. Yeah. So Marte may be more aggressive just because of the bigger bases, obviously the pickoff rule. So his number may go from 18 to 22, even though I think his age would bring the number down. Does that make any sense what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't think I mean, he won as much, but I think the game's going to change. His 21 season, he stole only 10. Right. So we can put a pin on that one also. We can come back to it. What's crazy is he's still in 21. No, no. In 21, he stole 47 bases because remember he was with two different teams. So he stole 22 bases at? with Miami, 25 with Oakland. So he's coming off a year. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking 40, at Lindor. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking yeah at Lindor. Marte. Mm-hmm. Marte's you're not right. that removed from 47 stolen bases. Yeah, you're right. No, I was looking at Lindor. I switched over to his real quick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I obviously don't see a 47 steal season in him. No. No. Uh, yeah, let's come back to that one because I All definitely right. need a Volpe bet. All right. What's one of uh, your other ideas? Now that we have the DH and the NL and we have that ninth hitter, what do you think about total runs scored, Yankees versus Mets? Now, last total year it was 807 for the Yankees, 772 for the Mets. So that's a difference of 35. Yeah. And obviously, you throw in that, you know, 
Judge had one of those most historic seasons in baseball history. Take that out, and it's probably a lot more even. You know, we can't hide from the pitcher batting ninth anymore. Both teams have nine batters. So, what's that do for you? Mets versus Yankees in runs scored. And we could do really any offensive category. It could be batting average. could be on base percentage. I mean, now that we have nine batters in both leagues, it's a more even bet that we couldn't do in years previous. I know. You love saying that. You've said that 15 times now in the last time. Oh, we got, we got no DH. We got the DH. I'm not a yeah, fan of the it. DH in the NL. <laughs> no, I know you're not. When was the last time mm-hmm. the New York Mets scored more runs than the New York Yankees? Like, think about that. When was the last time that happened but, in, in the nature of this bet? But I, I'm going to say it, they didn't be, because they had the pitcher batting. It's, a, it's an unfair comparison. It is, except it would, you'd be right if they were ever close. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if it was ever, like, I have the Within 50. In, yeah, if it was within 50, I would say that's a like, pretty good I'm plus looking, minus. I'm looking at the history of this. Mm-hmm. So last year was very close. You're right yep. about that. Very, very close. But obviously, there was a DH. So it kind of evened out. In 2021, the Mets were 27th in baseball. The Yankees were 19th. So that was relatively close. The Yankees scored 4.39 runs. The Mets scored 3.93 runs. So we're still talking about a four-tenths of a run difference, which I still think is significant. Right. Yeah, 2020, let's throw out. 2019, the Yankees were number one. The Mets were 13th. In 2018, the Yankees were second. The Mets were 23rd. In 2017, the Yankees were second. The Mets were 19th. I mean, it's, it's like never close. Right. Oh, I got to cl- In 2014, it was close. The Yankees scored 3.91 runs. The Mets scored 3.88. Uh, so it was pathetic. It was bad, but it was close. But this Mets team is much better than those teams, obviously. Yeah, I, I actually would take that bet because I think – the Yankees are bound to come back because of the judge here. Like, I just have a tough time believing Aaron Judge is going to come anywhere close to what he did last year. Now, I think there are going to be guys who have better years. I can see Anthony are Rizzo there? having a much better year this year. <laughs> okay. Why, you you think everyone's going to suck on the Yankees? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to have a career year outside of, you know, like Volpe, which, you know, the first year is a career year. Right. But, you know, do I see Donaldson having a major comeback? I do not. Do I see LeMahieu having a huge season? Maybe him more than anybody else. Yeah, but he's the guy. But some of these other guys, like, you know, the catcher situation, obviously, you know what that is. Hicks, I don't expect much from. Bader, who knows? Uh, Glaber may not even be on the team. So, I mean, out of all the guys who I have to have some hope that they're going to have a huge bounce back year, it's probably LeMahieu the most. But is it going to be anything close to making up for what we're going to lose and what Judge did last year? I doubt it. I think Rizzo's going to have a better I, I guess if you're looking at batting average, it'll go up. Home runs, RBIs will probably be the same. Maybe his OPS will be up a little bit. I could see Rizzo having a pretty good year. Uh, yeah. it, was so, it was so close last year between the two teams. That's, a, that's not a bad one. Like, I wouldn't hits? be afraid of that one. What were the hits? The hits were... Hmm. Between the Mets 14, and the Yankees last yeah. year? The Mets, the Mets had more hits. The Mets had yeah. a higher team. Oh, by over 100, yeah. Yeah, because the Yankees hit a ton more home runs. That was the difference. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, runs to me seems the fairest. Yeah, I think runs is fair. We could put that one in the maybe column. Home runs was 254 versus you guys 171. Yeah, that's not going to work. This this Mm. idea was very, very creative, okay? Mm -hmm. 
Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer's age. <laughs> I saw that one. <laughs> versus Giancarlo Stan and Aaron Judge home runs. I left out loud when I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, that made um, me laugh. That's, that's pretty creative. So, it's funny. The problem is you can't really root for anything as a Mets fan because their age is going to be the same no matter what by the end of the year. Right. <laughs> Basically, what it is is it's creating an over under for Judge and Stan. That's all right. it is. Yeah. And that exactly. number is a very good number. Like it's a for reasonable yeah. number. It's. <laughs> It's 79 mm -hmm. because Justin's 40. Scherzer's going to be 39. So we'll say he's 39. 79. Judge and Stanton last year hit 94 home runs, but a part of that was the fact that Aaron Judge hit over 60. Right. Uh, 79 for Judge and Stanton. Now, we're not going to make this bet because you're right. What am I rooting for? You know, yeah, it's, it's a tough one for you. That's their age? Yeah. But, man, I think they're going to be right near that number. I think 79 is a very good – right now, wouldn't you sign for 79 because it means Stanton stayed healthy? Yeah, well, like I said, I'm expecting Judge to be around the 39-40-41 mark. So then, yeah, that would give Stanton 39 home runs. I'd sign for that in a heartbeat. Do I expect it? No, I do not. I do not expect that, so I'm not going to go with that one. And, again, like it's not – I want to bet where I have something to root against on your side. And there's really nothing there for that's true. Sure, it's just creating an over under. Uh, yeah, this this other one was pretty creative, even though the math doesn't work, which I'll explain in a second. And that is mm -hmm. Yankee hit batsmen <laughs> versus the combined hit batsmen of just Mark Canna and Brandon Nimmo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so am I just sitting there up. rooting for you guys to get hit by pitches? <laughs> yeah, basically. That'd be it. Like, oh, Nim Nimmo, Nimmo's rolling around on the floor in agony, and you're like, yeah, I got one. <laughs> I got one. <laughs> Last year, the Yankees were hit by 70 pitches. The Mets were hit by 112, which is absurd. Mm, yeah. If you take Nimmo and Canna and you add up their number, it's 44. So it mm -hmm. doesn't really work because the Yankees would have won that by a lot, 70 to 44, those two guys versus the Yankees. But, yeah, I don't think there's a good bat out of hit batsman because who the hell wants to sit there and root for that? And this is one that I think will be impacted by the shift because my theory was always that they pitch these guys inside because they're pitching to the defense. So now without the extreme shifts, we're probably going to see less hit batsmen this year. That's interesting. That's uh, Yeah, it's possible. But I think the Mets – the Mets are definitely going to have less hit batsmen because how could you have more? I mean, they had an all-time year last year. Right. Yeah, so I think, I mean, there's going to be subtle differences to the game we're going to see this year where we're not even going to notice. But that's one I always felt like, you know, because there was, you know, the thing is uh, hit against the shift, hit the opposite way. Like, you can't. They're pitching you inside on purpose so you can pull into the defense. So yep. I do think we're going to see a lot less hit batsmen. But I do not feel comfortable sitting there rooting for my guys to get hit by pitches. How about a tag Feels like bouncy team? Game. A tag team catchers battle of oh, Jose oh. Trevino and Kyle Higashioka versus Tomas Nito and Omar Narvaez. Because Trevino's coming off a great year. Higashioka had the big spring training, did nothing else. Mm. Narvaez, who knows? He's had some pretty good offensive years, certainly not last year. And Tomas Nito is just stop it. He's fine defensively. The guy can't hit. Would you want to do a catcher's bet? The Mets had some of the worst production from catchers last year. Yeah. And you know the Yankees situation is a, a catcher offensively. Would you Not want to do like, like OPS between the two of them? Yeah. What was it? So the Mets OPS amongst catchers last year was 569. Mm -hmm. The Yankee one was obviously better just because Trevino had a good year. Right. Like he naturally brought that number up. Narvaez is intriguing because – I remember a couple of years ago, I had him in fantasy, and he I was 
I mean, I had him first. I loved Narvaez for a couple of years, and that was what year did you have him in fan? Oh, you the must first have year him that in... he was good, <laughs> the first one. Oh, so 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had him, and then Monzo had him, and then you had him. We've all enjoyed some Omar Narvaez. I everybody's was... everybody's uh, taking their turn with him. Yes, I think Narvaez is one of the more underrated signings of this offseason. I think he's going to be tremendous for you guys. He's clearly of the four guys we said the best offensively by a lot. He it's has shown the most. He has absolutely shown the most offensively. In 2019, I think that was the year you had him in fantasy. Mm-hmm. He had 22 home runs and had an 800 OPS, which is incredibly good. In 2021, the year I had him, not quite as good, but hit 11 home runs, hit 266, had a 743 OPS. This past year, though, he was terrible. He hit 206, 597. I mean, he was basically James McCann. Like, he was right. a slightly better version of James McCann. So I guess the hope is we've seen that he can do it in 2019 and 2021, you know, even 2018, he was pretty good for Chicago. Yeah. I'd feel good about my chances uh, in a catcher's bet simply because Narvaez has more of a track record than your guys. Yeah. And you know, with the attrition of catchers, we're both running against injury because we've seen these guys go down pretty quickly and pretty fast. That's a tough one. Uh, this I got to think about from, that one because I like Narvaez a lot. And, uh, yeah, he could. A, I think I. He could blow have, this one out early. <laughs> yeah, I have an edge in that one. Yeah. Uh, Corey H brings up a very simple: David Robertson versus Clay Holmes and saves. They are clearly, I think, going to be the closer. I know Buck has right. not announced it, but David Robertson is going to be the closer. Clay Holmes, in all likelihood, is your closer. And I think I do think both managers will use them aggressively, so they may not necessarily come into every save situation we may see them pitch in the eighth inning of a one-run game if the heart of the order is coming up clay was unhittable in the first half of last year then he had his issues robertson who the hell knows he was really good last year for chicago even for philadelphia but he is getting up there in age they the mets need david robertson to be good there's no doubt they're relying on him greatly what do you think of a robertson versus holmes bet i mean i think it's great on my end i think that I think I have a clear advantage in that one because I just don't see the Mets not making a move for a closer at some point. Probably, I mean, I doubt they even wait till the trade deadline. So I'd be shocked if Dave Robertson went the entire season as your closer, even if he was pitching well. I don't think they'd leave him in that spot. Clay Holmes, like you said, he was lights out for the first half last year and, you know, terrible the second half. So I don't really know completely what happened to Clay Holmes, but I have a lot of confidence in him. I think the Yankees need him to be good. I don't think that they're going to be looking to trade for a closer as easy, as readily as the Mets are. I would take the bet. Would you take the bet is the question. I would take it under the guise of saves plus holds because I want to mm. protect against, you know, Robertson, like you said, having a good year, but the Mets trading for, you know, Devin Williams at the trade deadline. Not that that would happen, but you know what I mean? Like Chapman. trading for somebody that's clearly better, even if Robertson's having a good year. And I think Buck showed last year with Diaz, he's not married to just using a guy in the ninth inning. Like, he'll use that guy in the eighth inning. He'll use it based on matchups. So I think we're in a different world with closers where actual saves just, they're, they're treated differently. I think we're seeing that more and more throughout baseball. where The closers almost become like the running back in football, where you really don't have any idea who's going to get all of the uh, opportunities every every night. So... I think I just think the Yankees are much more dependent on Clay Holmes. And like I said, I think you guys are going to make a deal for a closer. If 
It's a big if. If you guys trade for Otani, I think that's your closer. I think they could be moved for Chapman at some point. But yeah, we could do a combined saves and holds. I mean, these both the both the guys are going to be in the bullpen with prominent roles the entire season. Whether it's in the ninth inning, the seventh inning, or the eighth inning, as long as they're healthy, they're all going to be getting big opportunities the rest of the year. But- by the way, you said something, and, I, and I've thought about this too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Otani as a closer is very appealing. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if he'd want to do it. I don't know if that's something you know in free agency where he's going to say, "No, no, no, I'm a starter. That's mm-hmm. what I do." I know we we just saw him do it in the World Baseball Classic, but we've seen a lot of starters come out of the bullpen in the playoffs before. But I, I would be intrigued by that because I also think it's a way to keep him healthy for a long period right. of time where you're not throwing 160 innings a year and throwing 99 miles an hour, let's say 50 times in a game, but you're doing it, you know, 10 times in a game and you're locking a game down. And based on the new DH Otani rule that they created, you also don't have to manipulate that much. He's you're batting the lineup and Oh yeah. He's happening to pitch the eighth or ninth inning. Yeah. I don't know what his motivations are, whether it's for contract or personal goals or whatever, but even before last night's save, when the room, you know, there's been rumors about, you know, Cohen and the Mets going after Otani all year. And the thought is, of course, that if the Angels are out of it early in, in, the, in the season, they can be trading Otani. And once Edwin Diaz went down, I said, does it make more sense to have Otani as your third starter or your closer? And I think he makes more sense as, a, as the closer for your team. Yes. For the, no, for the New York Mets right now, 100%. I, I... I wonder if they're going to trade him, and I wonder what that price tag would be. It'd be one of the most expensive rentals maybe in the history of baseball. You'd have to give them your prospect list and basically tell them whatever three you want. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be that expensive. And that's that's scary because that's for a rental. You know, like the the Astros made a trade for Randy Johnson in 1998, and that trade built the Mariners when you really think Mm -hmm. about it. I know the Mariners never got anyone super out of it, but they got Carlos Guillen. They got Freddie Garcia. They got, I think John Halama was in that trade. Like, they got guys, and it certainly was a big part of what they did. And for the Astros, they had Randy Johnson for a month and a half, and he was great. Yeah, he was, he pitched great during the regular season. They lost in the divisional series, and it was just a very, very expensive rental. And I, I don't know about Otani. Like, I don't know if the guy wants to pitch in New York, but well, that's my counter to what you just said is if you want him, I think the only chance you have is to trade for him and hope he falls in love with city right. field, the teammates, right. New York, because I don't think either the Yankees or Mets have any chance of signing him as a free agent unless they trade from first. Cause you remember what it was years ago when we all thought he was coming to yep. the Yankees. Then we found yep. out he had no interest in coming to New York. He wanted to be on the West coast. I think the teams that have the best chance at him are clearly the Dodgers, uh, the Padres, you know, anyone on that side of, of America. But if you're the Yankees and the Mets, that's your only opportunity to get this guy. And yeah. the free agent crop lot next year is not great. So, Risky. you know, and if you're the Angels, you've got to come back with a with a boatload of players. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. All right, what other ideas you have? Well, let's see. We have to do a Cole versus one of your guys bet, I feel. In what category? Wins, strikeouts, we, ERA? Well, this was always is, easy because I always knew which pitcher you wanted in previous years. <laughs> I'm not going to mention the man's name, but he is no longer in the Mets. Uh, he's in the great state of Texas. But no, I don't know. Like, Which of these guys are you more comfortable with, more excited about? Is it Scherzer? Is it Verlander? Oh, boy. I mean, it's, it's very tough because I don't have, obviously, an emotional attachment to either guy. 
I'm probably more angry with Max Scherzer because he sucked in the biggest moments of right. last year. And he's too different color getting, eyes. Including getting booed <laughs> off the mound. I, I would probably say I'm more confident in Justin Verlander to go out and make his starts every five days. You know, last year the guy pitched. He really mm-hmm. did. You know, for the most part, and I know the Astros were selective towards the end of the season. But he went out and pitched, and Max had a couple of stints on the injured list. And Max has had stints on the injured list over the last few years. I think Garrett Cole's best quality is that he pitches. He goes out there every five days. So if I was putting up anybody up against him, it would probably be Justin Verlander. And they're all teammates, so it's fun. Verlander-Cole action. But I don't really have a lot of confidence in any category. I think Cole's going to start more than Justin Verlander. I think the Mets are purposely going to try to give him extra days of rest and maybe skip a start here and there. The Yankees don't do that with Garrett Cole. The guy goes out there and pitches every five days. So I I would make this bet Verlander and Scherzer starts versus total Garrett Cole starts. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I may lose. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, again, to look at some of the subtle changes that, that we may see with, you know, things having transpired with Edwin Diaz going down and with the age of these two pitchers and the fact you're not trying to save their arms, would Buck keep these guys in longer? I think that you can make a case for that. I think you could see them staying in an extra inning, trying to put less innings on your bullpen. And Cole is a guy that the Yankees almost have to not baby, but they're, they have to save him for October. So I could see them pulling him a little bit earlier, but like you said, he pitches every five days. It's been my biggest Defensive Garrett Cole, I know he hasn't put up the seasons that some Yankee fans have liked, but if you look at all the guys he's compared to, they've all had major IL stints since he signed with the team, and he's still going out there every five days. So maybe I just jinxed myself. Maybe this is the year now that he he finally has an IL stint. You know, and we could do wins. We could do innings. Strikeouts, I don't know about, because your guys strike out more than he does. I... I would go with this one. I got one. I got one. Complete games. Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole's going to win 200. He's going to throw 200 innings. Like he, yep. did, he did it last year. He's going to do it again. Wins. Yeah, I just, I think it's such a flawed stat. How about this one? Mm-hmm. Higher ranking in Cy Young voting. Garrett Cole last year finished, I think it was uh, eighth in the Cy Young voting, ninth in the mm-hmm. Cy Young voting. The year before that, he was second. Right. right, so he was he was very good. Verlander obviously won it last year. Which guy finishes higher in the Cy Young voting? Oh, jeez! So now I got to wait till what November to figure out if I want a stupid bet. <laughs> yeah, that's the one negative. It'll be week five. nine of the Jets season. I got to wait on MLB Network to see where Garrett Cole. Finished. How about this? All right, I'll do wins. I'll do wins. Uh-huh. Garrett Cole only won thirteen games last year. Yep. But I get the better of Scherzer and Verlander, so I get both guys. Oh, both wow. old, <laughs> and I get the guy who gives me the biggest number. That seems like a very fair bet to me. Oh, man. So he's got to beat both guys and wins. He's got to beat both guys and wins. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's also your hedge in case one of them gets hurt, you know? Well, it's also the, I don't have an emotional attachment to either guy. Like, right. they're both on my team. I want them to pitch well, but, right. you know, this isn't the Grom where I'm, okay, I'm all in. Jake's my guy. In this case, it's I'll take either one of them. One of them stays healthy. One of them gets a bunch of wins. I do. I, I for some reason I have a little bit more confidence in Justin Verlander, and I think it's 
not just because of the year he had last year, did win the Cy Young, had a great year, but also I my fresh memory of Max Scherzer. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. Off the map. You're coming off of the memories of last year. That's why you haven't had Verlander hurt you yet. This is why you have more confidence in him. Do you have any emotional attachment to Senga yet? No, why? Who do you want to put him up against? I was going to put Severino up against him. Severino, I think he's going to have a big year, but we yeah. know Severino's injury history, and we really don't know what to expect from Senga. It could be lights out. It could be, you know, the second coming of whomever, or he could be, you know, back in the minor leagues come May or June. We have no idea where to go with 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 him, definitely. And Severino, it's – oh, you know what it is. When he's healthy, he pitches great, but when is he ever healthy? The guy I would put Senga up against is not Severino because I happen to agree with you. I think he's going to have a great year. But the guy who I don't think is going to have a great year, the guy who I think is going to have a bad year, is the guy who uh, trademarked Nasty Nestor last week, (laughs) and that's Nestor Cortez. So I'll go Senga versus Cortez in whatever you want to make it. You want to make it strikeouts. You want to make it ERA. You want to make it innings pitch. Whatever you want to make it. I believe this is a bad year incoming for Nestor Cortez, and I'll take my chances on the wild card known as Kodai Singh. Um, I have no faith in Nestor Cortez. I think the Yankees have no faith in Nestor Cortez. That's why they went out and got Rodon and basically relegated Cortez to the fourth starter. Oh, wow. I like. I think Severino is going to have a great year. I, I, I think Luis Severino may have the best year of any Yankee starter. That How about then combined wins, Cole Severino versus Scherzer Verlander? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> I'll take Rodon in that. Rodon in that bet. Rodon. I've never I haven't even seen the guy. <laughs> he may not pitch go, this year. Let's be honest. How about combined starts made? Verlander and Scherzer versus Carlos Rodon and Luis Severino. No, because I already know my guy's hurt. Yeah. Uh, boy. This is How a very starts? imbalanced rotation because you've got two monsters. And I would have had two monsters up until three weeks ago. How about Carlos Rodon versus Jose Quintana? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this almost feels like when I said who's going to have more games played, CC versus David Wright. <laughs> yes. I think I won that one. Devin Holmes on Twitter had the idea, the Mets record versus the AL East and the Yankees record versus the NL East. No, you know why? Because uh, obviously I want the Yankees to win, but also them pulverizing the NL East helps the Mets. So (laughs) I'm not sure I want them that that much either. I mean, that – you know, part of what anytime the Yankees lose to the Marlins or the Braves or or anybody else in your division, the Phillies, is that I know that that hurts your team. So that's kind of my hedge. Now I lose my hedge if I take this bet. So no, that. boy, that's a, that's an interesting way to look. At it. <laughs> you, I have experienced thirty three years of hating the Mets, so these things are already going through my head constantly, nonstop. Can you imagine radical realignment and the Yankees and Mets in the same division? Oh, well, the one I saw was the Yankees, Mets. Red Sox and Phillies, yeah. I mean, that's that's World War Three. That's that you can't do that. Brutal. Yeah, if they ever had a four team division of those four teams, it would just be hell. Those divisional games would be hell. Yeah, hell. yeah. I do not want that. Is there anybody I could put a LeMahieu against on your side? Yeah. So the, you're going to say old, McNeil, and I'm not going to do that. 
That was the old bet we we made numerous times, which was mm-hmm. DJ LeMayhew versus Jeff McNeil. We made one year of bets, yeah. DJ versus McNeil in multi-hit games. And That's right. That yeah, was, LeMayhew won that one. He won it, but it was mm-hmm. epic. I forget yeah. what year it was. It was probably mm-hmm. 2019, if I'm not mistaken, where McNeil was getting two hit games. Here's DJ with two hit games. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was a good bet in terms of both guys being really, really effective. I and you text me McNeil, upset when when McNeil have a four hit game. Like save one for tomorrow, know, save two for tomorrow. We're wasting it now. Yeah, I would I would put McNeil up against somebody. I'd put him up in average against somebody. Now you don't have the confidence with DJ, so who else would no, you have? That's the problem. I mean. We, we could do something silly like what are their doubles numbers? I mean, Jeff McNeil's double numbers, both of them, yeah. I mean, LeMahieu, his best years, LeMahieu doubles are in the 30s, and well, that was 2019. That's the thing. I mean, uh, DJ hasn't been good the last couple of years, so his yeah. double numbers like last year was 18, the mm. year before was 24, and then the two years prior to that, he was at 33 and 32. His last year with Colorado and his first year with the Yankees. So if you want to split the baby and say he's better than what he was the last two years, but he may not get to what he was in 2019, now you're looking at high 20s. Mm-hmm. You're looking at maybe yeah. 27, 28 doubles. Because I do think – I don't. I'm not saying he'll be as good as he was right. in 2019 or 2020, but you have to think he's going to bounce back, don't you? I do, but McNeil came off such a great year also, and I don't think that was a fluke. I think he could do that again this year. And LeMay, he's older. You know, who knows? Yep. I mean, I'm hoping for the best, but w- when these injuries start piling up, and they're not fluke injuries, these feel like breakdown injuries. Jeff McNeil, <sighs> by the way, had 39 doubles last year. Yeah. In 2019, he had 38 doubles. Yeah, but it blows up. In, man. But in 2021, in which he was awful, he had only 19 doubles. Mm-hmm. So. What was his on-base percentage last year? Jeff McNeil? Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, well, I mean, he won the freaking batting title, so right. I would let me let me find it. I think it yeah. was close to four hundred, though. Was it? Hmm. See, I'd put Jeff McNeil up. I, I'll do Jeff McNeil batting average versus Aaron Judge uh, batting average. His on base was three eighty two, so three twenty six average led the league. Three eighty two on base, eight thirty six yeah. OPS. Want to do OPS McNeil versus DJ? And what was his OPS again last year? Eight thirty six. Yeah, let me. He was seven thirty four. His on base was three fifty seven, which is not. I mean, it's twenty points away from McNeil's, but that was also not McNeil bad. having a huge year, and let me have yep. a terrible year. I think you have um, the edge on that bet. Yeah, I, th- I think you do because McNeil's yeah. not a slugger. I don't think he's all of a sudden going to start hitting a lot of home runs. He only hit nine last year right. in the year he won the batting title. So, I think my best advantage with McNeil is. Uh, oh, you want to do strikeouts? Who has fewer strikeouts? McNeil versus DJ. <laughs> How many did your guy have? Last year, sixty-one. Light. The problem well, with that is getting yeah. hurt benefits. You. That's so exactly like it. it. That's why we can't do it because your guy misses yeah. a month, and all of a sudden you win the bet. Yeah, I mean, we could do on base percentage. I guess we could do OPS. How about McNeil versus Judge and batting average? Aaron Judge wants to hit three hundred. He hit three hundred last year. Yeah, but then I got two uh, Judge bets. I want to spread out the love a little bit. It's <laughs> your best guy. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be four Judge bets versus all your different guys. Uh, hmm. So you, you want to do OPS or you, you don't want to do on base percentage, right? 
I would do OPS. I would take I take the challenge of McNeil versus DJ OPS. I think DJ okay. is going to bounce back. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if McNeil can go out and hit three fifteen again, right? And look, he had a great walk against Otani the other day on that three two pitch. That, that was, was a little bit low. That pitch could have been gone. Could have gone either way. Well, they could have called it. It would have been wrong, but they could have called it. It was a t- it was a tough one. It was a tough one. But I mean, it didn't matter anyway because Mookie Betts hit him into a weak double play more and expect that. All right, so I got yeah. Judge versus Alonzo home runs. Mm-hmm. I got Mets versus Yankees and runs scored. I'm okay with that. Yep. Cole it wins versus the either Verlander or Scherzer wins. Are you accepting that one? Not yet. We have the <laughs> Robertson versus Holmes saves and and holds, right? Yes, I'm writing that. Robertson versus Holmes saves plus holds. Yeah. And DJ versus McNeil. Yeah. OPS. So we have five so far? That's five. If you if you accept the Cole wins versus Max or JV greater wins. Well, I haven't yet. So and so we don't have we don't have one for Volpe yet, right? No, nah, we don't have one for Volpe. Well, how many steals is LeCastro gonna get for your team? Do you think he's gonna get a lot? I don't know if he's gonna be on the team. That's the problem. Yeah, okay. Oh, well, that's a problem. Yeah, uh, that's why I can't make any bet around Tim LeCastro. We we could do who gets signed to a major league contract first, Gary Sanchez versus Cespedes. Oh, we could do <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad one. Yeah, no, we, we'll, we'll I'm trying to give you a Volpe bet because I, I do want to. Yeah, be fair I want a Volpe bet. And, oh, um, the, and we didn't do the catchers do, one, right? We threw that one away. Can you can you do Volpe and maybe Bader or another stolen base threat for the Yankees versus the entire Mets? The entire Mets. <laughs> oh my <laughs> yeah. goodness. I mean, the Mets don't exactly have a lot of guys that are going to steal bases. No, but you got the two, the top two, Marte and Lindor. You know what? I would accept Volpe versus Marte and Lindor in stolen bases. I would do that. What are you just get myself into? Guys in stolen I mean, look, Major Volpe's got to be on the team. That's, <laughs> that's a little bit of an issue for you if he's not. And you've got the injury history with Marte. The guy could go down at any time. Right, and their stolen bases have been going oh, down over the boy. years. So despite the new rules, they may steal 10 bases for all I know. Who's another Yankee base stealing threat that doesn't have a lot but could contribute at least? I hate going one versus two. It's... Well, per- what's funny is Peraza could steal yeah. bases. If he's mm-hmm. playing, Peraza's going to steal bases. Yeah. Let's see. I'm doing a quick research. Who knows about Bader, too? I mean, I can, Judge can I sneak out of base every once in a while. So you want to do that? Judge and Volpe? Judge and Volpe versus Marte and Lindor? That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. That's fine. I'll do that. Okay. That could be a blowout uh, either way. And, and last one, not mm-hmm. related to Mets Yankees, I will mm-hmm. give you a baseball team that I think is going to have a very good year this year. Mm-hmm. And if you have a team that's a surprise team and they're on the same level, we can have them in wins. But I really believe the Orioles are going to have a big year in the American League East. Okay. So I don't think, think that's a, big of a, I mean, a lot of people like the Orioles this year. What is their expected win total? The Orioles? Mm-hmm. Like they're over-under? I haven't seen them. Yeah, over-under. because that's how we can – best judge if we're in the same area. Uh, so, do you consider the Brewers a team in, equal to the Orioles? No. Yeah. The Brewers were in a pennant race last year. I, mean, I think the trade, Brewers, I think the Brewers are a playoff team. They're about to trade their ace, so who knows? The Orioles over-under, by the way, is 76.5, which is actually lower than the Boston Red Sox. So they are projected right. – to be a last place team in the American League East. So it has to win the bet. It has to be basically 
you you would have more wins than the over-under, basically. Right, but to I'll, my I'll team. Give, I will give you other teams that have mm-hmm. similar over-unders if you if any of Go them intrigue you. Mm-hmm. Uh the Boston Red Sox. No. The the Rangers and the Angels are a little bit higher, but they're in that mm-hmm. same area. The Miami Marlins, the Chicago Cubs, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the Giants are kind of in that area. What's the Diamondbacks number? The Diamondbacks number seventy four and a half. So they're basically right there with the Orioles. I'll go to Diamondbacks. There you go. Orioles. Yeah, I like versus the Diamondbacks. This Diamondbacks. I like it. It's also interesting to think about the fact that you don't have that same schedule that we're used to. The Orioles aren't playing the Yankees nineteen times. They're not playing the Blue Jays. 19 Thank God. Times. I don't know about you, yeah. but I love it. I, I mean, I, I can't take another 19 Orioles, Yankees Orioles games, even though now that the Orioles are finally better and actually have, you know, good players you want to watch. But at yeah. some point, it gets over the top of these divisional games. I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. It's one of those things where I want to see the season play out. I want to feel what it's like to play the Texas Rangers and the Seattle Mariners and the Kansas City Royals. And Travel's going to be much worse for these guys. These guys are going to be traveling a lot more this year. Oh, no doubt. And they're going to hate that part. I don't think they. I don't think they thought about that before they signed up for no, this because it's going to no. change their lives. That's what's going to lead to radical realignment in five years. <laughs> They're going to say, we want to go the other way with this. Yeah, and seven inning games from now on. Oh, because one that. thing we know is these players do not want to stay longer than there a lot of time. I mean, <laughs> yes, we've, we've seen soon, that. When the, when, the alarm hits, when the clock hits five o'clock, they're out the door. And there's no more, more, no more playing baseball. So. No doubt. What so are we, the agreed uh, upon, here are the agreed-upon bets that you uh, met Yankee fans can play at home with. Judge versus Alonzo in home runs. Mets versus Yankees in runs scored. Robertson versus Clay Holmes in saves plus holds. DJ versus McNeil in OPS. A stolen base competition of Aaron Judge and Anthony Volpe versus Starling Marte and Francisco Lindor. And in a non-Met Yankee bet, I have the Orioles winning more games. You have the Diamondbacks winning more games. What are we playing for? Jersey playing for a jersey of your choice okay. and a jersey of my choice. There we go. And I got uh, nobody to pick anymore now that Jake's gone. So I, well, I mean, it, it, we could just go with a Jet jersey. We're both Jets fans. That's a good an Aaron Rodgers Jets jersey. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. You know, I was looking at it because I do think we're going to get him for two years, which makes more sense that he'll make it to the Super Bowl the second year because that Super Bowl is going to be in London. So that would just make all the sense in the world is that the game is in freaking London and we're not going to be able to go. So, oh, God. yeah, we'll play for Jersey. I, I do like that, though, a Jet jersey. That seems very, very fair. Yeah. All right. Good job, Ernie. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you, everybody, ma'am. for listening. We've got a lot more opening day festivities as we march closer to the beginning of the season. Thank you for downloading and listening to Rico Bronia. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronya podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times.